It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, I also appreciate patrons like Shelly, Lair, Krista, Sam, Terry and Teresa, Dustin, Deborah, Josh, Joseph, Luella. Uh, they became patrons to support this here program. And you can as well just by going to the Pete Callender Show and clicking on the link there. Uh, you'll get exclusive content like our live streams that will uh, these occur on uh, Thursday nights at seven o'clock. And uh, also you get the bumper stickers. You also get the access to the prep sheet. So I put a lot of stuff on the prep sheet. Sometimes I don't get to it all. Okay, every time I don't get to it all. But it's a, there's a lot of stuff on there um, that you might not come across if you're only reading one or two websites. So uh, uh, think about becoming a patron and think about subscribing to the podcast. All right, so uh, also the show today is presented by Mattress Man and their Black Friday specials still going on. It's COVID. They're still going on. And uh, if you are uh, thinking about getting a new mattress, then please consider going over to Mattress Man. Uh, mattressmanstores.com. This is where I got my bed years ago before they ever uh, ever advertised with me. And I love the bed. Christy loves the bed. It's a king-size memory foam bed. Uh, we're pretty sure... And by pretty sure, I mean certain that you're going to find the right mattress for you at Mattress Man because they've got sleep consultants there that help you find the right mattress based on how you sleep. Uh, If you sleep on your back, you sleep on your side, like what's the most comfortable position you end up sleeping in? And uh, they have advice on different mattresses to help support that. Their Black Friday deals. The Biltmore mattresses, you can pick up a free box spring when you purchase one of these mattresses. These are awesome mattresses, by the way. They are at the Biltmore Hotel in the Inn uh, on the Biltmore Estate Grounds, and uh, they're made by Restonic in Fayetteville. You can also pick up an adjustable base for free with the purchase of select mattresses. Uh, and you can pick up a queen-size gel hybrid Benita box. It's just two ninety nine. What a great deal. Uh, If you got friends or family coming in to visit uh, over the holidays, uh, then think about grabbing one of these bed-in-a-box deals. For $2.99, you know, they don't have to sleep on the, you know, the lumpy uh, futon or whatever, the pull-out couch. Uh, You know, give them a nice mattress to sleep on. Of course, maybe if you don't want them hanging out at the house, then maybe you don't. You know, maybe maybe you keep uh, sending them to the... uh, to the basement to sleep on uh, the, uh, the the fold-out couch. You know, maybe you don't want them coming back. But if you do want them coming back because you love your family, then go to Mattress Man. If you love your family, go to Mattress Man. Mattressmanstores.com. They have five-star local delivery service. They ship nationwide. They have a 120-day comfort guarantee. Experience the difference at Mattress Man. Buy local and sleep better. All righty, so finally... The kind of hard-hitting journalism that uh, we have been missing for basically the last four years of Donald Trump. We have a story uh, in the Daily Beast, or at the Daily Beast, the website, by the senior editor and writer named Tim Tiemann. This thing clocks in at over 3,300 words. It's five pages printed out, and that's even after I expand the margins, like almost all the way to the edges of the paper. It's like really, really in-depth. Headline, Joe Biden's dogs have told 
a pet psychic a lot about their beloved master and his future. I'm not kidding. The story begins, Champ says he needs memory foam bedding to ease problems with his joints, which, by the way, Champ might benefit from a visit over to mattressmanstores.com. Anyway, Major thinks he may have dental problems. Both dogs say Joe Biden's troubles with Donald Trump are far from over, but that their master is calm and focused enough to steer America forward. Oh, thank goodness. This is, I tell you what, if you were worried, and not insane, but if you were worried about the future of America, a British mind-reading dog will put your concerns at bay. President-elect Joe Biden's beloved dogs are communicating telepathically with a pet psychic in the English Midlands. Did I mention that this is at the Daily Beast 3,300 words? That's a lot. This is five pages, people. I read it all so you don't have to, although if you want to, it is linked up at the Pete page, uh, at the Patreon account. Um, It began when British daytime TV show This Morning provided Beth Lee Crowther, that's her name, Beth Lee Crowther, it gave her some pictures of Joe Biden's two German shepherds, Champ and Major. As a pet psychic who performs animal communication using telepathy and mind-to-mind communication, Crowther, from the county of Worcestershire, land of the steak sauce, I believe, um, she uses photographs uh, or uh, could just be in the same room as the animal in order to begin, uh, she claims, uh, just, you know, to start talking with the animal. With their pictures, she says she forged a close relationship with Biden's dogs And wow, did they ever dish about their owner, as well as ramping up of his troubles with the non-conceding President Trump moving into the White House, their master's calmness, and even Biden's plans to govern. The dogs know all of this stuff because apparently Joe Biden talks to his dogs as if they're people and uh, gives them all the plans. And I guess they're in the room and they can they can read and they can understand all of the um all of the planning, the jargon, the political machinations and stuff. They, they understand all of this. And they're able to now communicate this telepathically with, uh, well, I guess anybody that is able to read minds. I am not. So I cannot verify this. Uh, so just take this from where it's coming from. I cannot verify the mind reading discussions with animals. The very first thing I got was that they were both very excited about moving to the White House said Lee Crowther in an interview with the Daily Beast. Okay, so let's be clear here. This woman goes on to some British daytime television show called This Morning, which I got questions about that branding effort, um, but I digress. She goes on to this TV show, afternoon show called This Morning, and she says uh, these things about the Biden dog and these predictions and such, and the Daily Beast, rather than just, you know, transcribe what she said, give a couple quotes and move on. They decide, you know what? We really need to do 3,300 words on that. Let's do an in-depth interview with this woman. The So she says, I had a real connection with the dogs. 
I felt that excitement of theirs. They showed me that Joe Biden is very bonded to his dogs and has a real connection to them. They kept showing me that although he has rescued one of the dogs, the dogs feel like in many ways they have rescued him. Oh, yeah. She says he is a special man with great empathy for people and animals. In fact, after I read the entire five-page, 3,300-word story, I couldn't find a negative thing at all in the story. Now, maybe that's just because dogs are just, like, really affable and they don't have a bad word to say about anybody. Maybe that's the case here. Maybe they don't want to speak ill of their master knowing that he's going to be the president and they don't want this to go public that, you know, they're they're leaking or they're telepathically, you know, smearing the master. I don't think that would end up well for them. Right. They are in a uh, in a in a, in a subservient kind of a position here, don't you think? Like if the one thing the Me Too movement taught me, which is if you're in a position of power over somebody, you should not be uh, taking advantage of them and that sort of thing. And so I, I would assume the same applies here, that if you are the dog, you realize you're not in the position of power over the master. So you should not be, uh, you know, telling the telepath uh, anything bad about the boss. Anyway, she says, they made me feel that he will make a great president. Oh, thank goodness. I was like, I was really worried. I was. I was worried, but uh, now that the dogs are telling this moonbat in England that he's going to make a great president, my concerns are all, uh, they're assuaged. They're, they, they are allayed. They are put to rest. He loves to help people, too. They described him as being a big softy. He talks to them like they are people about his ideas, his hopes for the future, if he's having a good day or a bad day, like how we would talk to a person about things. They showed me that he feels as if dogs do understand him. He also has a great sense of humor. I got, like, this guy sounds wonderful. The smirking and giggles in the morning show segment uh, she has done soon give way to sighs of wonder when she starts getting very specific things uh, right about animals and their owners. Members of the production team have sought her counsel off camera. By the way, ha have I said anything? Have I quoted anything so far in any of this piece that you could not have said about some sort of you know, other animal that, that, that is communicating with you telepathically, right? Like all of these things are just her opinions and they're benign. There's really no specificity to any of this stuff. Really? Like, oh, he talks about his hopes and dreams. Really? So he's good. So you think Joe Biden is talking about his plans for the future with the dogs? Like how in depth is he going? Does he give them policy position papers and stuff like that? Is he letting them read through the white papers or the daily briefings, that sort of thing? Like how plugged in are these dogs? These guys could actually be national security threats if you think about it, right? I mean, if they know all of this stuff about Joe Biden, we might need to, I don't know, quarantine them inside of a room where you can't penetrate the walls like some sort of a Faraday cage where you can't penetrate with telepathic wavelengths. Either that or we're going to have to put them down. We're seriously, if they're that big of a threat, if they know this stuff, they know too much. They are a weak link. I guess maybe, though, they know if it's a Russian telepathic, not an English telepathic. Would they know that about this person who's like trying to communicate with them telepathically from the other side of the world? They would just automatically know that it's really not a Nigerian prince trying to give them a bunch of money. Is that possible? 
I don't. I got a lot of questions. Pets are very psychic, she says. They not only know about themselves, but also their owners. They know about your past, what is going on in your present, and amazingly, they can also see and make predictions for the future. Okay, I've heard enough. These these dogs need to be put down. They are too much of a threat. These things can see the future, and they're that close to the president? I mean, where are all the people that are so very concerned about Donald Trump and his connections with some Russian oligarch, right? These dogs, they know the nuclear codes, people. And they know whether or not there's a, a nuclear annihilation on the horizon. Do you think that might influence some of their behaviors, right? If they start, you know, if they start demanding... I don't know, pate and, you know, the the highest uh, highest grade food uh, available for every single meal. I'm going to have I'm going to have some questions like what do you guys know? Is is this last meal territory? What's happening? Of course they're probably eating very well. They're they're going to be dogs in the White House, right? Oh, and that's the other thing. Did you hear that they're like, "Oh, we're going to get a cat too." And everybody's swooning. They're getting a cat. They're just like us. Oh, oh my gosh, the long nightmare is over. There's going to be a cat in the White House. Look, we have a cat. I don't require one to be in the White House. I have never bought into the thing about, oh, we got to have a pet in the White House. N- no, we don't. No, we don't. And maybe it's nice for the people who cover the White House. Maybe that's like, oh, look, it's, you know, with George W. Bush. It's Barney. Oh, isn't this cute? It's Barney walking around. I never cared. I never cared. We. I have owned animals. I love animals. I don't care if there's one in the White House. I'm sorry. It it adds nothing at all to governance. Okay? It's just PR. That's all it is. Um, what else? She says uh, that they showed me that they kept Joe Biden calm and focused. They said he would do tremendous things as president, particularly in bringing peace and unity to the world. And he has big plans. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness. Why wasn't he president? Why wouldn't Obama let him become president? If he could bring peace and unity to the world... Why would Obama stand in his way? Wait a minute. Is it possible that Obama did not want peace and unity? It does make some bit of sense, right? With a lot of the division and strife that he sort of stoked in uh, America, but also the drone strikes. He's whacking people all over the world. Meanwhile, he's got Biden who can bring all of this peace and unity to the planet. Never lets that guy take a shot. The dogs say that he's very open-minded, too. He says he's going to lead the USA in a very different way to what we have seen before. Well, um, considering what I've seen of Joe Biden and what appears to be his declining uh, mental faculties, I think that might actually be true. That one might actually be true. They believe that crime will be reduced under him. These are very specific dogs, right? They know about the crime rates. They're like, crime is going to come down. And he's going to be anxious to talk to countries about peaceful resolutions to conflicts, which will, yes, it will definitely be aided by the fact that um, that Israel has cut a whole bunch of peace agreements and trade deals and stuff and normalization treaties with a whole bunch of Arab countries, which was unable to be done before Trump. But I mean, well, at least Joe Biden, just, you know, Trump helped take some of that off his plate, I guess. So now while Biden is you know, fixing the rest of the planet, um, he won't have to worry so much about the Middle East. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think he's probably, yeah, I think he's probably going to pay the Iranians again more pallets of cash. I think that's how that's going to go. Now, you do not need pallets of cash to get the right tool that you need for the job. You just go on over to General Equipment Rental and you rent the tool that you need, and then you give it back uh, when you're done with the job. 
That's how it works. This is a great solution if you just need a tool for one job. I give the example of the tile saw where you're, you know, wanting to do a backsplash or redo the the kitchen or the shower or uh, the bathroom or something, and you and you're not going to go out and buy a tile saw just for this one project, right? So you just rent it. Go to General Equipment Rental and rent the tool. You're going to do some hardwood flooring, right? Get yourself the compressor tools that you need and the hammer and all that. You can get them all at General Equipment Rental. Now, they also have, by the way, the Husqvarna Auto Mower. This is a great Christmas idea, Christmas present idea uh, for the person in your family that mows the yard all the time but doesn't exactly enjoy it. You can get the Husqvarna Auto Mower, 10% off while supplies last. These things mow your yard. And uh, they will they first map it with the app and then they just keep mowing it all the time, taking a tiny little bit off, which, by the way, that's the healthiest way uh, to mow a yard. It's not to let it grow real tall and then chop it all down. It's actually really bad for the grass. You want to take a little bit off, but nobody, nobody wants to be out mowing all the time. So let the robot do it. The Husqvarna Auto Mower. It is at General Equipment Rental, which not only are they the place for you to get all of your rental tools, but they're your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda Outdoor Power Equipment Sales and Service Provider. Uh, They also do equipment service and repair. General Equipment Rental, they're in Weaverville at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road. Family owned and operated for three generations. GeneralRents.com is the website. Think outside your toolbox. So uh, let's see, what else uh, did the dog say about uh, Joe Biden? They say, oh, that um, uh, Biden's troubles with the sulky and petulant Trump will be ongoing. Quote, they said to me that he's going into a big battle with Trump. There's more to come. The fight is by no means over. They said what has gone up, uh, gone on up to now will continue and ramp up and be worse than it is already Uh, unfortunately, but they said that Joe would do his best to diffuse the situation and hold his head up high. (laughs) This thing is written like a children's book. These dogs, I'm I'm starting to think I can't trust these dogs, people. I'm starting to think that they may be uh, painting a rosier picture of Joe Biden. I'm starting to wonder if there may be a little bit of bias going on here. Champ and Major also told Lee Crowther that Trump would never be an animal lover because he lacked empathy for animals, which extended into his view of people, too. So they felt he would never love or own animals. Isn't that amazing, man? The dogs, they know everything. They know Trump hates every person and animals and uh, that he doesn't feel any empathy towards anybody. And they know Joe Biden is going to fix the whole planet's problems and bring everybody together. Um The dogs showed Lee Crowther that throughout the bizarre post-election period, quote, Joe has kept very calm. He has a very different way of running things, they said. He knows he uh, he is doing the right thing, and that's why he's able to keep level-headed, you see. He has his own agenda. He will deal with whatever happens extremely well. Guys, I'm not sure we realize this, but we apparently, this country, apparently, unknowingly, elected Jesus Christ. Did you realize that? I was unaware. The dogs have shown us the way here. If not for the dogs, we would not know that we that we have elected essentially Jesus Christ. The guy is perfect here. The guy seems perfect. Um, let me skip a couple of these pages here because like this goes on like this. As I mentioned, five pages. 
She's uh, often called, so this gets now to some of her credentials, because I know what you're thinking, like, wait a minute, this might not all be on the up and up, Pete. Well, she is often called when a pet goes missing, or even by owners who love their pets so much, they want to communicate directly with them. Uh, Those like her, uh, who believe pets can see into the human future, contact her to ask their pets what they should do in their own lives. Yeah, so when 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 uh, fortune telling and and you know future predicting uh, from a human just isn't enough, you go to the dogs, right? You go <laughs> you go ask the animals what your future holds. Despite the stereotypes of cats being withholding and dogs unflappably by the side loyal, Lee Crowther says. She's found no difference between the two when it comes to being open to connect if she tunes them in. No one animal is more psychic than another, she says. Just like people, every individual animal has their own personality, agenda, and strengths. Just like with people, one animal can be very chatty and another very quiet. Well, isn't that convenient? That's helpful, don't you think? Well, I mean, if you're a con artist and you're, you know, trying to convince people that uh, the reason why you're getting everything wrong is because their animal is just not very talkative. They just, you know, uh, or or they're not very telepathic themselves. And it's just like people. Not everyone's a telepath and not every animal is, apparently. Um, I don't find communicating with animals exhausting, she says. I find it extremely natural to switch on or off. Otherwise, I would be open to animal communication all the time. Uh, yeah, could you imagine that? I bet this woman never goes to the zoo. Oh my gosh, you'd have to switch it off. Lucky for her, she can, right? Woo, that's a that's a very good gift right there, is the ability to turn it, the gift on and off so this way you don't have to listen. So if you end up at a place where you got a lot of animals that are like being kept in captivity and are very sad, uh, or, uh, you know, like for example, why aren't, why isn't she using these powers to go bust up the dogfighting rings and animal abusers? Shouldn't she be on staff right now at a police department, you know, animal control or the ASPCA or somebody running around, you know, targeting these these uh, these animal fight clubs and abusers? I don't know. It seems to me like she she could have a a role in the courtroom as well, don't you think? Right, yeah, you bring in the dog, and you got somebody who's accused, and like, all right, tell us what the guy did uh, to you, and then the dog would tell her, and then she would tell the court, and people were like, oh my gosh, and then they were like, all right, here's the dog's testimony, and now, you know, you face your accuser, and you need to rebut that, and uh, and then, you know, you could enter evidence in support of that. As far as I know, though, she does not do any kind of criminal cases. She's just strictly, um, uh, yeah, on TV. And I think she has a YouTube channel or something uh, and a radio show in Britain where she takes calls from people and tells them what they want to hear. I mean, tells them what their dogs and cats and animals think she. Oh, by the way, she also communicates with dead pets, not just the living ones and is a human medium as well. Right. So why limit yourself to just the pets when you can talk? to dead people i'm not sure if she can read people's minds if she can then it does beg the question of why wouldn't you read biden's mind why not you know, like why why go through the middleman right why do the dogs when you could just read biden's mind but maybe she can't read it's not clear here from the 3300 word 
article, this in-depth examination of the the dog uh, telepathic readings here, doesn't say whether or not she can read the minds of live humans, just that she's a medium for dead humans. So I'm assuming she can't read live human brains, although she can read live animal brains and and communicate with them. Um, not sure why. Not sure why the humans have to be dead. So. Uh, will she link up with Major and Champ pre or post moving into the White House? She laughed and said, quote, I'm not sure if Joe Biden wanted me to do uh, wanted me to. I'm sure I would oblige. We'll see. I know and I believe in their love and devotion to him and Jill, which is absolutely marvelous. I have every faith that Joe Biden will do a good job as president because I believe what these dogs tell me. So take it to the bank, people. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we have the journalists at Daily Beast on the job to bring these very important and in-depth stories to us. I like I don't know about you, but I welcome this renaissance in journalism. I really do. Oh, speaking of Biden and his moving into the White House, did you hear he's starting to name a lot of his uh uh his staff, right? He's he's releasing names of the people he's going to appoint to various positions and stuff. And let me see here. They put out a statement. Uh, this was yesterday. There was like, uh, they're going to name a whole bunch of women. It's all female communications team. So, um, which just a heads up to the press corps dudes, uh, do not interrupt these ladies when they're talking. Um, <laughs> It's a joke, people. It's just a joke. It's probably not a good one. That's why I put the rim shot in there, because the rim shot makes all jokes 57% funnier. Anyway, um, Joe Biden announces his communications team. According to Fox News, the Biden-Harris transition team on Sunday announced the members of its comms team, three of whom worked for CNN and MSNBC, raising questions about the incoming administration's close ties with the liberal news networks. So I love this because here's Fox doing a story about CNN and MSNBC people going to work for the administration. But when it was vice versa, right, when Fox people were going to work for Trump, CNN and MSNBC, they were like, oh, my gosh, it's a revolving door from Fox over to Trump. Well, as it has been for all of the other networks, because this is just CNN and MSNBC. We're not even talking about ABC, NBC, CBS, and then all the newspapers and such. A statement released Sunday. By the way, I understand why people make this jump. And uh, because if you are working in the White House and then you're looking for a gig afterwards, you still have all these connections in politics. The media companies, they want you as a consultant, as a talking head, as a contributor. Um, and a lot of people who are in comms for politics, they come out of you know political science and communications backgrounds. And so that's where I came out of. You are sort of you know trained in these areas. So it makes sense uh, when you make the jump from one to the other. I'm not saying I I'm not saying I agree with it all the time. I'm just saying I understand why those jumps occur. They're natural sort of platforms to bounce between. And, you know, they do both involve a lot of propaganda. A statement released Sunday touted that for the first time in history, these communications roles will be filled entirely by women. Really? First time in history. Now, I, I don't know. I'm not a historian on these sorts of things. Um, however, I did come across... 
a tweet by Sarah Matthews. She is the White House Deputy Press Secretary. Right now, uh, she's a female. And the Trump administration's comms team, she says, is uh, comprised of her. She's White House Deputy Press Secretary. The press secretary is Kaylee McEnany. And the comms director is Alyssa Farah. The vice presidential communications director is Katie Miller. The first lady spokeswoman is Steph Grisham. The second lady spokeswoman, who is that? That would be uh, Karen Pence's spokeswoman. That's Kara Brooks. Let's see. All women. Well, that's interesting. So, so the Biden team putting out what could only be referred to as fake news, this idea that they are the first comms team to be entirely women, and there's already a comms team that's entirely women right now. You don't even have to go digging through history. <laughs> it's literally right now. But I'm I'm sure Twitter and Facebook will get around to slapping one of those warnings on the announcement at, at any moment, I'm sure, at any moment. Um, by the way, any moment is a great moment to go to oldgrouch.com and uh, check out the stuff that Tim has. Uh, you can also go into his store. He's open uh, six days a week, Monday through Saturday, on Main Street in downtown Clyde. Uh, the shop is open, and uh, he's got actually some new stuff that because he, he's always getting new stuff in. So he's got like some military concertina wire, you know, like the rolls that you see around a military base uh, or a checkpoint. It's like razor wire, but it's like really, really strong. Uh, he's got he's got a bunch of that in. He has some limited edition survival outdoor kits on the website. This is a Christmas special, and it features high quality Swedish made Mora knives, fire starter, canteen, compass, and more. It's all packed into your choice of either an ammo can or a really cool shoulder bag. So uh, it's actually a repurposed Finnish Army gas mask bag. So it looks cool. The kits can make uh, both a good base if you're trying to set up an emergency survival kit uh, or a great outdoor adventure starting kit because it's got all the items that you should carry when you're camping or you're hiking. So go to oldgrouch.com. Uh, look for the kit. This is and their limited edition survival outdoor kits, oldgrouch.com. Uh, also tons of real U.S. military surplus for more than three decades Old Grouch's Military Surplus. Uh, tell them that you heard it here on the show. I appreciate that. Um, so the transition team says that veteran Democratic spokeswoman Jen Psaki will serve as the White House press secretary. She, you may recall, this is the, the red-headed woman. She worked at State Department. She, uh, as a, she was recently CNN contributor. Um, and she's going to oversee the confirmations team for the Biden-Harris transition. And uh, it's interesting, though, how CNN has has no comments about the revolving door, uh, you know, of people going back and forth between the Democratic administration and their network for some reason. Although I think Jake Tapper, he was really upset when it was happening in the Trump administration uh, and people were coming from media outlets and stuff going into the Trump administration. He was very upset about that, which is weird because I think Jake Tapper used to actually work in politics for Democrats, but I digress. Simone Sanders is going to serve as the senior advisor and chief spokesperson for Kamala Harris. Uh, she was a CNN political commentator before joining the Biden-Harris campaign. And then there is, uh, 
Karen Jean-Pierre, who will serve as the administration's principal deputy press secretary. Uh, and she has held a variety of roles in the Obama-Biden administration. Um, what else? Oh, the tradition continues. This is from the uh, Washington Free Beacon. The tradition continues. Joe Biden taps Facebook lobbyist for top administration post. Uh, You are getting more of the same here, people, in case this isn't becoming obvious. President-elect Joe Biden on Friday announced the selection of Louisa Terrell uh, as his legislative affairs director. Like most of the people Biden has tapped for senior roles in his administration, Terrell formerly worked in lobbying shops for controversial corporations such as Facebook, Yahoo, and McKinsey & Company. The decision is in keeping with former President Barack Obama's proud tradition of hiring corporate lobbyists, despite explicitly campaigning against the influence of such lobbyists in Washington. Terrell is merely the latest former lobbyist to earn a senior role in the Biden administration. Biden's incoming chief of staff, guy by the name of Ron Klain. Wasn't he in Die Hard? Wasn't that the guy? Anyway. Previously lobbied on behalf of U.S. Airways, AOL Time Warner, Fannie Mae, uh, and a pharmaceutical company called Imclone. Uh, remember, this was the one that had the CIA, that, uh, the CEO, rather, that was convicted of fraud. Yeah. His deputy chief of staff, Jen O'Malley Dillon, she co-founded an integrated strategy and marketing agency that was recently hired to represent private equity firms. And the incoming counselor to the president is Steve Ricchetti. Previously, he used to lobby for AT&T, Eli Lilly, and the American Bankers Association. And then there is Neera Tandon. She's going to be the director of the Office of Management and Budget. And Neera Tandon is kind of a terrible person. Uh, Glenn Greenwald, <laughs> which if you don't subscribe to his sub stack, it's, uh, he's got a piece up there uh, today about Neera Tandon. That's her name, Neera Tandon. And he says, how can the uh, Democrats and allied media outlets credibly opposed unhinged conspiracy theories and attacks on U.S. election legitimacy while empowering its worst purveyors. It's a great question. And this is, by the way, why nobody on the right has one whit of care about, well, I should say Trump supporters and many others on the right don't have a single care about your opinion on whether or not it's a crazy conspiracy that the left rigged the election. Okay, and I'm not making any kind of argument about whether that is true or not. I'm simply saying you don't get to spend four years saying that Hillary Clinton lost the election because it was rigged by the Russians and then say nobody can say anything similar now. It is uh, a completely hypocritical double standard that these folks are employing. And so, no, nobody, uh, uh, nobody on the right that's a Trump supporter is is interested in your opinions. So Joe Biden says he's going to announce or he's going to nominate Neera Tandon as his director of OMB. Uh, This is a critical position overseeing U.S. economic and regulatory policy. And uh, this triggered a wide range of mockery, indignation and disgust from both the left and the right. Well, really, from the left as well? Indeed. You know why? Well, Glenn Greenwald says it should not be surprising. Though a thoroughly mediocre and ordinary D.C. swamp creature from the perspective of both ideology and competence, Tandon's uniquely unhinged, venomous, corrupt, 
and pathologically dishonest conduct as a Clinton family and DNC apparatchik and president of the corporatist and despot-funded Center for American Progress has earned her a list of enemies far longer and more impressive than her accomplishments. <laughs> it's just brutal. Um, John Cornyn of Texas said that um, Tandon stands zero chance of being confirmed by the Senate. Now, I find that to be, uh, that that's a bold prediction. We'll see. But uh, she, so here's the thing. Former Bernie Sanders campaign aide, David Serrata, okay, so this is why she's angered people on the left, said that it's not a coincidence that they are putting Neera Tandon, the single biggest, most aggressive Bernie Sanders critic in the USA, specifically putting her at OMB, while Bernie Sanders is Senate Budget, uh, Senate Budget Committee ranking chair. So what does this mean? He's going to have to shepherd her nomination through that committee, which is a humiliation being doled out by Biden against Sanders, forcing him to do that. Because she has been, according to Greenwald, one of his most vicious and amoral attackers who Sanders himself had uh, denounced vehemently in 2019. Serrata's point also raises the prospect that Tandon's nomination could even encounter trouble from that side of the aisle as well. Given Sanders' compliant and disciplined conduct over the past six months, it's more likely we'll see him roll out a literal red carpet for Tandon to walk on, maybe toss some red roses on it before she passes and then serve her a glass of Chardonnay rather than meaningfully obstruct her confirmation. So he goes on to list her, quote, sociopathic and even monstrous acts, including how she punched one of her own employees at Think Progress, the now abolished blog, after he had the temerity to ask Hillary Clinton about her support for the Iraq war. So this is the woman that's going to have to go up for a Senate confirmation. So that's going to be fun. Uh, what else? Oh, this Joe Biden and Kamala Harris got a big social media boost from Indian troll farming. Yeah, the party that said Russian trolls swung the election to Trump in 2016 have not, for some reason, I don't know why, have not weighed in on the troll farms in India that may have swung the election to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. His Twitter account got a sizable boost beginning in August from tens of thousands of fake followers purchased on the open market from troll farms in rural India. Okay, so first off, set aside the troll farm aspect of this story, which is from uh, Newsweek.com earlier this month. And uh, so just set aside the troll farm aspect and... Just focus for a moment on the fact that Joe Biden purchased Twitter followers. I have never purchased Twitter followers. I don't know the point of this. I guess it helps spread your message because the idea is you purchase the followers and then they amplify your stuff. So it goes, it spreads more or something. I, I don't know. I just, I've never done that. I would not do that because I don't want those types of followers because it's not real, you know? And at some point, if they go away, then all of your... um then all your followers are gone, as they should be, because they were never real 
in the first place. Now, what is very real <clears throat> is grower's hemp, full-spectrum hemp extract. Very real. I can tell you I take it. I take some of these drops before I go to bed, and I sleep more deeply than I ever have in my entire life. I actually just recommended to a friend uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday uh, that uh, he was he and I are very similar in this sort of thing. Like we toss and turn. I have my whole life. He has as well. And we both wear CPAP machines. And that's like so when you toss and turn with a CPAP machine, it's like super frustrating. So uh, I take these drops and I go out and I'm out. And it's wonderful. So I'm like, dude, you need to get the growers hemp full-spectrum hemp extract added to your daily routine. And uh, by the way, if you go to growershemp.com, use the promo code PETE, and you'll get 20% off. How do they do what they do at Growers Hemp? These North Carolina farmers got together and they said, you know what, let's show the, and make a living for our families, for these small family farms in North Carolina, and let's control the whole process. So we're helping people on their wellness journey and uh, we're providing for our family, and we're basically saving farming in North Carolina all by themselves. Okay, I may exaggerate that a little bit, but not much, okay? They're helping save family farms by this, by by growing the hemp. And controlling the whole process from the seed all the way to shelf means you get the best quality at, at a lower price because it's all from them. Growers Hemp. Growershemp.com. Uh, and uh, they're fr it's from North Carolina Farmers to your home. It's about the hemp and not the hype. Uh, now, as with all CBD products, here's the official disclaimer from GovCo. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by the FDA-approved research. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Nothing I have said is meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from your healthcare provider. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. Again, that's growershemp.com. And use the promo code PETE to get 20% off. So, Joe Biden bought a bunch of fake followers from India. Within two weeks of his selection of Kamala Harris as his running mate on August 12th, his Twitter following jumped by about 739,000 new followers, a 9% increase. That number hit 11 million by the third week of October. A close examination has revealed unusual patterns. A large number of Twitter accounts that followed Biden's account appear to have been created exclusively for that purpose. And a large number of the users are located in small towns in rural India in places where English speakers are rare. Weird. And they're run by handles uh, from people who don't speak English as their first language, nor appear to be genuinely invested in American politics at all. So we are to believe, I guess the cover story here is that when Biden <clears throat> made his announcement of Kamala Harris, who is of Indian heritage, uh, I think her mom was Indian, and uh, that prompted everybody in these rural towns in India that don't speak English, don't care about American politics, but all of a sudden millions of them started following Joe Biden on Twitter. I guess that's possible. But a Zenger News investigation reveals that Biden's increasing social media footprint in India came from the country's infamous troll farms, boosting his candidacy. Some of the operators who worked on the campaign spoke at length about how propaganda agencies in New Delhi, uh, New Delhi and Mumbai 
activated a widely distributed troll network to amplify Biden's campaign impact on Twitter. In discussions over the Telegram app, Harshit Patel and Yajpal Yadav discussed the part that they played. Patel runs a small cyber cafe near the railway station at Uber... Um, okay, I'm going to be mangling these names. Umbergaran, a small town four hours north of Mumbai. A troll farm... Uh, it, it, he's, his cafe turns into a troll farm after he closes it down at 8 p.m., which is 10.30 a.m. in New York and 7.30 a.m. in California. And then he's got four people, young men who live in the neighborhood. They take their stations at these desks that line two different walls of the tiny shop, and they open up task sheets assigned to them. A Google document tells each one of them who to follow, who to retweet, what to retweet, and what comments to leave on specific posts. Using aliases, each worker controls several hundred of them. They schedule tweets, they check engagement stats, and at the close of their shifts, they fill up a spreadsheet with their analytics from the previous day. They start, This cafe turned troll farm started mostly to serve a campaign in India back in 2014, but the business is now one of the most decentralized and robust in the world. They offer nearly anything to paying customers. According to Patel, they offer fake news, photoshopped images, support campaigns, hate campaigns, even incitements of mob violence. He says, quote, I came to this because of my ideology. He's a member of the youth wing of the Janata party. He says, but then this became my profession. My wife got herself trained in Photoshop, and now we offer not only these trolling and propaganda services, but also content creation that includes making memes. The other fellow, Yajpal Yadav, based in the eastern town of Patna, has a similar story. Quote, political parties are our main clients, but even brands and celebrities who need promotion come our way. This is a business like any other. We don't pick and choose. Joe Biden, the person, is irrelevant to us. We got a target in August to follow him and engage with his tweets. So we did. The agencies in Delhi, uh, who we work with, don't tell us any details and we don't ask. Yajpal described a pyramid-shaped campaign structure akin to multi-level marketing, but without the mid-level payoffs. There are so many levels of subcontractors in this, nobody can really trace anything back. We don't even get paid through banks. We settle in cash once a month. He declined to share specific financial details. He said, quote, I won't tell you how much we make, but what I will tell you is uh, this setup is feeding all of our families, and I don't have to ever worry about a roof on my head or about paying my children's school fees. I'm sure there will be a chorus of outrage now that that story has been reported and is now in the public domain since November 2nd. <laughs> so, now see, it's, it's the one consistent standard in our politics in America, which is it's different when Democrats do it. That really is the one consistent standard left. It's different when Democrats do it. When 
Democrats make all sorts of crazy conspiracy allegations about Russia hacking into the election, giving the, you know, giving the White House to Donald Trump because they wanted an asset in the White House, which then, you know, prompts the Steele dossier and the manufacturing of lies as evidence in order to get uh, warrants and wiretaps and then uh, charges against campaign officials and targeting of your campaign uh, officials, like all of that stuff. Totally fine when Democrats do it. If you if you're on the right, if you're Donald Trump and you're Republican and you want to do these things, though, that is not allowed. You could you imagine? Imagine if Donald Trump were to plant a steel dossier type document into the media to put that out there in order to prompt four years of investigations into Joe Biden, so he can't get anything done. First off, do you think it would even work? Like, could anybody? in the Trump intelligence community get media to play ball with that kind of a document. I doubt it. I doubt it. Now, if you got doubts about your real estate agent, uh, then have no doubt about this. Rowena Patton, she'll get your house sold quickly and for more money. This is what she does. It's her jam, okay? 333-4483, that's the phone number. She outsells 99% of the realtors in the state of North Carolina. What's the number again, Pete? Glad you asked. 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com. That's the website. And remember, she is the official and only Homes for Heroes real estate agent in Asheville. It's a national program that gives buyers and sellers 25% back from realtor commissions. This goes to police officers, firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, and members of the military, so veterans, active duty, and retirees. And she's given back about $800,000 to folks in those professions. So give her a call, buying or selling, the only agent that I called, you should too, Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team, 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com is the website. Get in contact with her and the team and then start packing. All right, next up is a story from Derek Thompson at The Atlantic titled, Why Big City Dominance is a Problem for Democrats. Joe Biden defeated Donald Trump in the 2020 election by rebuilding the Blue Wall, uh, not around any particular geographical region, but around every major U.S. metropolitan area. America's biggest cities and their largest suburbs are now Jerichos of the Democratic Party, walled fortresses for the future of liberalism. Biden won all of the 20 largest cities in America. He dominated on the coasts, racking up more than 80 percent of the vote in Manhattan, Boston, Philadelphia and San Francisco. He won Metro Atlanta by 800,000 votes and took the four major metro areas of Texas, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, San Antonio and Austin by more than 900,000 votes total. As well as Biden fared in these cities, however, he did even better relative to Hillary Clinton's showing in 2016 in their suburbs. The analysis of the 2020 presidential vote by economist Jed Kalko found that it was almost entirely the suburbs of large metros, not the downtown areas, that swung toward Democrats from 2016 to 2020. But there are some problems here, he says. Three problems. The political problem, number one. The cultural problem, number two. And the intra-party problem. Number three. So first, the political problem. Democrats' metro coalition is a nightmare for winning national elections. Um, David Shore is a polling analyst. He told Politico, quote, we have an election system that makes it basically impossible for Democrats' current coalition to ever wield legislative power, which, by the way, that spells trouble 
for the constitutional balance of power and uh, the structure that we have in America, because when Democrats don't get what they want, they tend to abuse other branches in order to get what they want. And so that's why they sue and settle. They sue till blue. Right? These are the tactics that they use, you know, executive orders, ruling by fiat. This is what they do because they cannot control legislative branches. Um, and uh, Shore says... Uh, in 2018, in the midterms, Democratic Senate candidates won 18 million more votes than Republicans nationwide, and the party still lost two Senate seats, okay, because each state sends their own senators. So, like, this is just a stupid way to look at it. You're, um, you know, you're totaling all of the Democratic votes around the country and saying that, oh, well, then the senators should have had that sort of a proportionate vote, and that's not true. That's not the way that works, because... We don't have proportional representation, first of all. But second of all, candidates matter. These different states elect different candidates because they judge those candidates in their races. Anyway, the problem is only going to get worse. One analysis of the Census Bureau data projects that by 2040, roughly half of the population is going to be represented by 16 senators. uh, And then the other uh, more rural half will have 84 senators at their disposal. If Democrats don't find a way to broaden their coalition into less populous states with smaller metro areas, it may be impossible to pass liberal laws for the next generation. This is candidates matter. Policy matters. Your positions matter. You can't be running as a full-blown leftist socialist and expect to attract a majoritarian view in every state. Number two, the cultural problem. Many of America's largest cities, especially on the coasts, are moving left and pulling away from the rest of the country. This is the blue dot in a sea of red problem for the Democrats. It's not specific to California. It's evident across America. The richest and most progressive cities from San Francisco to New York to Washington, D.C., they've all filled up with young, unmarried, extremely online graduates of elite colleges who have collectively birthed a novel philosophy that he dubs Instagram socialism. Instagram socialists are highly educated, but not necessarily high earning. They're urbanites who shop like capitalists and post like Marxists. That is a great description. How are they able to afford this stuff? Mom and dad. Yeah, little Vladimir and little Carl, they're living off of mom and dad's trust funds or uh, their stipends. Uh, And then finally, the third uh, problem for the Democrats, the intra-party problem. Uh, You know, every city is not the same. They're going to have to reconcile the two warring camps inside of their own party. So uh, we'll see what happens. That's a wrap for this episode. Remember, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and uh, maybe become a patron. Thanks so much for your support and for listening. Don't break anything while I'm gone.